Welcome to Quirky, Creepy, and Freaky, a podcast where we talk about wonky animal facts. I'm your host, Olivia, and each week I will share with you a different weird fact from the animal kingdom. Now, I made this whole podcasting schedule for myself of the episodes from week to week, or I guess right now bi-weekly, so I don't have to think about what episode or what the episode topic will be each time, but now here I am finding myself in week two of just throwing the calendar to the wind and deciding to talk about something completely different. So instead of an unconventional of sorts parasite relationship, this week we are talking about a marine fish that is capable of producing gallons of slime in mere minutes. Hagfish are eel-shaped squishy fish Now this fish isn't like most fish that you know of or might think of when you think of the word fish. It's more of a lamprey in that it's one of a few types of jawless fish. Hagfish don't really have a whole lot in the way of bones in general. Like sharks, hagfish have a skeleton made of cartilage, or at least what bones they do have are made of cartilage. Hagfish have a skull, but their vertebrae are considered to be rudimentary, so They don't have much in the way of a backbone, enough to kind of shrug and say, sure, it's there. Hagfish have been around for over over 300 million years and have remained mostly unchanged since then, so they would be considered a living fossil of sorts. But one thing that has changed throughout the millennia are their eyes. From this one 300 million year old fossil we found, we know that they used to have fully functional eyes, and in a fun evolutionary twist, because we tend to think of evolution as occurring to make species, quote, better or have better functioning, make things more elaborate and fancy, but modern day hagfish only have eye spots, so they don't see quite as much as they used to. Generally with eye spots, They can have different levels of functionality, and no one really said how much the hagfish can or can't see, but a lot of times with eye spots, what you would be able to see would be things like differences in levels of light, so you can see light and dark and therefore shadows. Sometimes some organisms can see different shapes as well, but you're really not seeing anything in a whole lot of detail. So a lot of how they will detect things is going to be by uh, chemosensory organs. They have whiskers along their mouth that they could use to sense different chemicals in the water to tell them when food is present and things like that. So hagfish can be pretty decently sized fish. There are some species that are pretty small and only get to be about seven inches or about 18 centimeters but the largest species has been recorded to be a tad over four feet long, or about 127 centimeters, a bit over one meter. Now, being a weird fish, you may be wondering if they are a deep sea fish, and you would be correct, in some cases at least. There are 76 species of hagfish, and while some do live in shallow water, they have been documented to live down to depths of 5,500 feet, or 1,700 meters, so they're very solidly in the abyssal zone of the ocean around those depths. With having deep-sea fish or deep-sea species, hagfish are known to eat a wide array of things. Some stomach analyses have shown that they'll eat crustaceans, so like shrimps and crabs, 
as well as worms, cephalopods, brittle stars, bony fish, and in deep sea, fi- in deep sea species, they'll eat dead whales or large dead fish that sink down to the bottom of the ocean. And these whale sinks are very important sources of food for deep sea ecosystems as a whole. Overall, hagfish are known to be very opportunistic feeders and will often scavenge for their food. Now, predator-wise, hagfish aren't eaten by a whole lot of things, but they will occasionally be eaten by larger fish or sh- like sharks, but for the most part, their predators consist of birds and larger mammals. They don't really have a whole lot of marine predators, and this has to do with their defense mechanisms. So one that they have is that they have very loose skin, which essentially makes them squishy blood tubes. Because of that, when a shark bites down on them, they can squish out of the way of the shark's teeth without sustaining much damage. Their other defense mechanism, though, is to produce copious amounts of slime, and this creates plenty of issues for marine-based predators, especially those that rely on gills to breathe. Now, this slime that they produce is indeed slime, it's not just a thick mucus. When a hagfish feels like it's in danger, like it's being eaten by a fish and it wasn't successfully able to squish away, it will produce this slime so it can slip out of the jaws with ease and cause some problems for the predator too. So the hagfish doesn't just have slime glands and pump out this thick slime, What they do have, though, is something like a hundred or so glands along the length of their body that secretes a protein, and with one secretion event, usually altogether about one teaspoon of proteins, as well as a bit of mucus to go along with it. This protein reacts with water and expands up to 10,000 times in mere seconds. So, therefore, when this hagfish is in the jaws of a predator, the slime fills up the mouth and the fish can clog the predator's gills, giving the hagfish the opportunity to escape while the predator is has to release the hagfish in order to give itself the chance to clear out its gills and avoid suffocation. If the predator still does not let go, one of the benefits of not having many bones is that the hagfish can tie itself in a knot, slide that knot down its body to squeeze the slime off itself, and then it can help to squeeze out of the jaws. Now, I didn't really look into the nitty-gritty biochemistry here to see what exactly is happening, but I also didn't see too many articles about it when I did look up some scientific articles about the hagfish. Not much really popped up there. But essentially, here's what's happening. The hagfish secretes the protein and the mucus. As that protein expands, the protein strands Or as the protein is released, the protein strands expand and entangle with each other, creating a huge expanding net. This expanding protein net traps in the mucus, which gives it some of the slipperiness that we associate with slime, and it also traps in the water that the protein needs in order to continue reacting and, you know, gives it that nice fluid nature to it. This creates a very strong and elastic mucus net that can stretch. What is interesting about some of the properties of the slime is that since the slime is mostly water, the hagfish's slime has about 1,000 times less dry material, so things like protein, than our own saliva does. It has so much water in it that despite the slimy nature of it, according to people that have had the opportunity to touch the stuff, 
It gives the sensation of not touching anything, like it's not really quite there. Now, a fun or not so fun tidbit, depending on which side of this you are on and how you view slimy situations. Remember that hagfish produce all of the slime when they are in danger. So yes, in the case of predators, but imagine you are a hagfish on a truck back in 2017 that's been overturned. You would be a pretty scared hagfish yourself, so off you go producing slime, and then before long, the highway itself is covered in a thick, slimy mess. Now, back in July 2017, and I actually vaguely remember this being in the news and looking this up at the time, because of course I'm going to remember news about hagfish and nothing else about what was going on at the time, but back in 2017, A trucker was transporting 7,500 pounds of hagfish, or about 3,500 kilograms, through Oregon to be sent off to South Korea. For reasons unbeknownst to me, hagfish are considered a delicacy in South Korea. On a quick look through the internet, you can apparently eat their skin and organs, and they can be eaten raw, boiled, or fried. Fishbasics.com claims that some people say it tastes like chicken, but that's also what everybody says that weird meat tastes like, so I am skeptical. I'm not sure I would try this one myself, but um, yeah. So anyways, they were being sent off for food. Anyway, so this trucker suddenly came upon some construction that stopped traffic, and the sudden stop caused the containers of hagfish to fly off the truck, causing hagfish and their slime to be strewn across the highway. It caused a five-car crash, and yes, not only was the highway itself covered in slime, but several cars were slimed over as well. And they were covered in in thick slime. If you want to see pictures of the insane slimy mess, the article that, or the primary article that covered this has quite a few pictures of the incident, so I will put the link to the article in the description of this episode, so all of you can see the sheer quantity of slime, because if you could imagine... 7,500 pounds worth of hagfish, all producing slime with insane expanding abilities, there is nearly an inconceivable amount of slime on the road. Now, human-wise, there were no casualties or major injuries associated with the accident, but unfortunately, the hagfish didn't bode so well. Uh, Since they are fish, they do kind of need to be covered in water. They need to be able to swim in water in order to breathe through their gills, so the hagfish didn't make it. To clear the slime off the highway, they had to use fire hoses to hose off all of the slime and fish from the road, and it took them several hours for all of this mess to be completely cleared. Thank you for listening to today's episode, and be sure to tune in to the next episode. Please rate and review on iTunes, as well as Podbean, and you can find me on Amazon Music and Audible. There are a few ways for you to help support this podcast, so you can share us with everybody you know that could use some more animal facts in their life, which is definitely everybody, and the more people you share the podcast with, the more people will get to listen to the podcast, and that is always a bonus for everybody involved. And you can also become a patron on Patreon, and that helps to support my ability to keep this podcast going. You can find the link for the Patreon in the description below. 
You can also find the podcast on Instagram, so give me a follow at quirky, creepy, freaky pod. And if you have a favorite quirky, creepy, or freaky animal fact, send it on in at quirky, creepy, freaky pod at gmail.com. Audio editing and recording done by me, Olivia Strait. Intro music created by Kaylee Strait. Thank you for listening.